Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. On this episode, I, Aaron Gerke, and Kevin Bender are engaging in a conversation about 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, about who do you follow and how does uh, following certain people affect your life. Ultimately, we want you to come out of this conversation following Jesus and having the name of Jesus affect the way that you think, the way you behave, the way you believe, the way you act. We really hope you enjoy this conversation. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Aaron. How's it going, buddy? Good, man. It's good to uh, good to have you back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Enjoyed a conversation with Sam last week, but... Uh, you know, I also enjoyed your conversation. That's right. You said that you uh, listened in. Yeah. Um, what, I mean... It, it got me thinking a lot just about, well, I mean, Sam's kind of, uh, the his scientific worldview mm. and his, his faith worldview, and he, you know, those things are not at odds in his faith and in his mind and life. Um, they're very, uh, I don't know, they, they work well together. And I've had similar conversations. We actually, it, it just got me thinking, we have a lot of very, smart mm. uh, uh, science even even in Sam's you know, particular field of like physics and physicists and stuff like we have those people in our church like doing those <laughs> things and our faithful people and I just thought like it could be a really interesting uh, thing I don't know about on the podcast but even to do to do like some sort of panel and just talk about the intersection of faith and science and um, that kind of stuff so yeah I don't know maybe Maybe there's more of that to come um, down down the line. It's so. funny you mention it. You uh, you're the second person now to to give me feedback on that episode okay. about that particular piece. Too. Oh, really? So one of our listeners, uh, who also happens to be one of our elders okay. and a, a former uh, teacher at the University of yeah. uh, uh, Michigan Tech. Yeah. I'll let people guess who that is. Now. <laughs> I don't know if that's enough evidence, but uh, or enough information. But anyways, yeah, he was saying the same thing. How the faith and science, um, how those relate, and how in his life. Um, you know, coming from a technical field and kind of a scientific field, being able to, with a lot of kind of comfort and even curiosity and, and excitement, yeah. see those two things connect. Right. Um, you know, basically, it, kind of exciting to see the way God designed things to work be revealed. Yeah. You know, by scientific observation. Right. Um, which is cool. I mean, it's amazing. This like when, whenever we learn something new, you know, right. especially for me, I'm a big like outer space kind of guy. Uh-huh. When yeah. I was a kid, I wanted to be an astronaut. My son wants to be an astronaut. He's super into space right now. Nice. Yeah. Dude, I got to talk to Max. Yeah. Um, but anytime there's something new, you know, and now they're talking about like flying to Mars. Yeah. You know, they yeah. want to get a colony going up there. Yeah. I don't really know how likely that is, but maybe. Who yeah. knows? I don't know. But anyways, it's cool stuff. It is cool stuff. <laughs> um. Well, how about on to uh, this week's theme, this week's topic. So, um, kind of on Easter, we kicked off a sermon series that we're calling "One for All, All for One." So that you know, it started on Easter that Jesus is the one who, who is the the one, the he, he's he's the only one. Mm. <laughs> you know, the the one who saves, the one who died, the one who rose, but also the one who won everything for all of us. So um, we're going to be looking at the book of 1 Corinthians, 
uh, I don't remember exactly how many weeks we're doing this. I think seven. Seven. I mean, like, oh, it's a perfect number. Oh, all right. <laughs> including Easter? Was it seven? Uh, or was it seven might after? be including Easter. All right. Either, whatever. Um, <laughs> First Corinthians has 16 chapters, but we'll take a couple, we'll take a couple in, uh, in, in um, little snapshots. But uh, this last week you preached on First Corinthians chapter 1 and preached on this theme that, that we are collectively all for one name, uh, that name Jesus. And uh, I found that very, very fitting. And, uh, you know, the thing that I, you really got my attention. I don't know if, it, I think it was towards the beginning of the sermon, just, just talking about those, the, the divisions in the uh, Corinthian society and their kind of desire to um, climb the ranks of the social ladders, to network, to follow after this person, to follow after that person, and to you know find your importance in in who you follow. Mm. Um, and I think you, I think it was in your sermon where you posed the question like, who is that? Who is that for you? Um, was that in? Did you ask that question? You know, it's funny you say that because I I don't think I did, but I. I thought about it like it was kind of my intention to get people thinking you know who is it that you're you know that that's important to you that you're following right yeah well Um, because i that's what i was thinking when you were (laughs) preaching it so maybe maybe i wasn't the only one sure um and i don't know i I don't think that i specifically named any one person in my mind Mm. other than just like that real temptation of yeah i mean you kind of like to know that you know somebody, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's there's plenty of plenty of those things in my life. So, um, but I I also found that to be very fitting a, a very fitting image um, because it was the it was confirmation Sunday for seven of our kids. Not 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 all of them will have another confirmation Sunday later. But I, I think these these young people. Um, Growing up in a social media-ridden world, um, with all these voices just vying for their attention, um, because they're you know I think their attention is, is is a profit for those that are you know seeking their attention, all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know if they're feeling it yet in junior high, um, but if not, they will very soon. That there are all of these people just saying, "Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me," you know. So, yeah, that's that's a lot of. I don't know, kind of my own feedback reaction, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's well, it's interesting to hear it and to kind of hear where your mind went, and and especially thinking of those students and, and their peers. You know, uh, like you say, living in this this digital age where it, you know not only is it not only is it about who you're following and being associated with the right people. You know, um, I think for them, a lot of times it it ends up being, are you being followed too, mm. right? Uh, each of these platforms, these social media platforms, have some way where you can kind of quantify your recognition, oh, yeah. right, amongst your peers or amongst even <laughs> people way outside your peer group, mm-hmm. um, which is it's really unique to the last, you know, I don't know, five years, ten yeah. years, like these yeah. YouTube influencers. Yeah. Even that term influencer, you know, I don't know if is that something like when I say that, is that like, oh, of course, I know what you're talking about. I do. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know how new of a concept this is for people in general, this idea that, like, our culture, like, in America, is being swayed and guided and um, influenced right. by people who literally just get behind a camera and uh, 
produce material content for the YouTube world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when you're, you're the, I think the, you are an influencer if there are mm-hmm. people looking to you for influence. Like it's that, it's kind of that simple. Like I think, true, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think for a lot of, a lot of history to, to kind of be a leader or an influencer, you, you sort of had to be in some sort of position or mm-hmm. you had to have been elevated to some sort of, uh, you know, place that people would follow you because of the position that you were in. Right. Where I think it's just shifted now where it's like, where you can just, you know, you just start following somebody and now all that, all of a sudden that person has a, has a following, you know. And right, right. And I think it's also tied to, you mentioned this actually on Easter, I think, about how how world is more interconnected than ever. Okay. And yet people experience more loneliness yeah. now than ever before. I think the same idea is connected to this whole influencing mm-hmm. idea in that um, kind of this, the ability to influence the world instead of being located in, in just a few very specific key figures, right, mm-hmm. in your country, it's all getting dispersed out to a much like lower level. Like a, just your average Joe can hop yeah. on and be this influencing voice. Yeah. And I think also because of um, the, the loneliness piece, people are more apt to listen to voices that maybe they wouldn't have a yeah. hundred years ago. You know, I mean, I feel like a hundred years ago you had your crew, you know, like yeah. the few families that you knew and that was it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when, when you have so many voices, speaking at you um yeah i think having direction is it, it, to me it seems harder than it used to be i don't know if that's yeah. true well but. i don't know i mean I, I mean we're still in this realm of like who do you follow mm. uh who do you who do you listen to i mean i just um i just gave communion to an elderly couple uh, from our church who is still they're not coming to in-person worship yet just because they've got other uh, health concerns and are and are older and um, and they were they were just <laughs> talking about like the confusing messages in regards to to COVID. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. they're trying to make the best decisions that they can, but like they they heard from you know, I mean they, <laughs> the the husband said. I don't know. I turn on the TV and there's somebody in a white coat saying one thing one night. And then the next night, there's somebody else in a white coat saying something different the next night. And mm. I don't know, like, who, how do I decide which of these people to listen to, you know? Yeah. And I think, like, that's that's what's really confusing, I think, in our world right now. And I think where, I think probably where a lot of this, like, loneliness comes from, there's feeling of, like, lostness, where you're just, like, I don't I don't know that I, like, I don't know that I can completely trust anybody, uh-huh. you know? And so I think that's, I think that's what's probably weighing on a lot of people, you know? Uh, obviously, from, from a Christian standpoint, you know, this is where our, our resolution comes in that mm. uh, we follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and we follow Jesus and we, we only follow, we only follow we would only want to follow people who are following Jesus, right? Um, and so if, if people aren't leading you ultimately towards Jesus, I don't know that they're worth like following. I mean, obviously there's certain messages you need to hear from other people like 
doctors and that sort of stuff. Like <laughs> government um, leaders. Yeah, yeah. Like so I'm not saying don't listen to them, but um, ultimately who can we wholeheartedly one hundred percent trust without a doubt? It's, yeah. it's Jesus. Right. And it, I mean I think what you're saying to me is how I'm hearing it, it's like there's a filtering process that needs to happen for all of us as we follow Jesus, right? Yeah. Where where hopefully the strongest voice, the loudest voice that we're hearing from is God's, yeah. right? Um, and if we're not hearing that voice, we gotta start muting, you know, a couple of these other channels. Yeah. And uh, or at least turn up the volume yeah. on the God piece because um, if we can filter what we hear, you know, and it doesn't mean everything's still gonna be black and white. You can still turn on the news and hear different messages and not know what to do from yeah. a, you know, uh, uh, from a COVID standpoint, I think, but, um, but you're gonna have a lot more um, peace about it if if you're filtering it through, um, you know, your confidence in Jesus, what He has promised us, mm-hmm. what He has done for us, uh, you know, He's promised to continue to be with us right. and care for us. Um, right, and I, I mean, I had this um, realization, I think I brought it up at a staff meeting, I was gonna preach about it, and I, ne- I never have, maybe I mentioned on the podcast, I can't remember, you know, Sorry, we've done so many episodes, I can't remember what I yeah, said. We're, so. we're in like the tens of episodes. Uh, yeah. Um, but, I, but I was considering just on a daily basis, I, I couldn't even count the number of like messages that I was receiving and the number of voices that were speaking um, into my life. Mm-hmm. If you consider like social media and the news and um, God's word and, you know. Podcasts, yeah, music. Right, yeah. all this stuff. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you go, holy smokes, like... I heard a lot of messages um, and did God's word outweigh the rest of the messages? Mm. Um, and I think I found that a lot of days that wasn't that actually wasn't true. Like I was giving the voices of the world way much more of my head and heart space. Mm. Um, I think for for that reason, at least, at least like for right now, I was I was realizing that I was consuming a lot of like social media data, mm-hmm. like not um, not really contributing anything to social media. Like I don't really put much out there, but I was consuming a lot and recognizing that like the emotional toll that that was taking like on my on my head and my heart to just be like mm-hmm. in this kind of constant scroll of like. Well, there's somebody I agree with. There's somebody I don't agree with. Whoa, I don't like that message. Whoa, you know, it's like, oh, they're having a lot of fun. They're not having fun. Like, you just you do that for a couple of minutes, and you're like, holy smokes, like that that actually clogged up a lot of my my head, and my heart. So, mm. like, I just kind of I intentionally logged out of social media. I'll pop in every once in a while on my computer, but not on my. I just kind of said I'm not doing that on my on my phone anymore. It's just too easy, um, and and. Tried to be honestly in, in God's word, like more more repetitiously and habitually, mm-hmm. and and uh, I'm not I'm not like bragging, but that's that's actually be, become much more clear and habitual in my in my life with that this other piece gone. So, and I I don't know I feel better. <laughs> like uh, yeah, in, in all honesty, uh-huh. like my uh-huh. head and my heart just feel uh, clearer, more at, like you said, more at, more at peace. Well, I mean, and this is, I think one of the more profound things we believe, you know, uh, about God's word is that it actually changes us. Yeah. Right. Uh, Isaiah 55, I think, right. My word, I send down like the rain from heaven and what does it do? It produces stuff. It actually creates life right on the earth. And, And same with this word, it accomplishes the task 
that he sends it for. And, um, you know, sometimes I lose sight of that even in my own devotional life. Yeah. You know, sometimes I can read the Bible and kind of get down with it and be like, what did I just read? Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, I know. I know. Well, I did the same thing this morning. I was, I was tired and it was dark and I read the same psalm like four times because I got done and I was like, ah, God, I didn't pay attention. I was <laughs> yeah. read it again, you know. But, yeah. Yeah. It's still. But it's, it's different. It is so different. Um, you know, in, in having the awareness piece is a little hard sometimes to actually, in either situation, whether it's after social media or after watching a television show, you know, what, what's happening inside my soul right yeah. now? You know, how, how is it feeling? Yeah. You know, asking that's really good, I think, for us to do, that yeah. check. Um, but if you can do that, you know, then check it. Yeah, check it after you read God's, God's Word. And I think there is some work, too, in, when it comes to reading God's Word. Yeah. It's not always, like you said, sometimes you've got to reread and reread. Um, some days it fires, other days it's like, all right, that was my devotion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but man, yeah, we you know we we believe that um, that God's word actually changes us, forms us, um, and that it, it does it in ways that we wouldn't do, like you know, of our own volition. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't just decide one day, you know, I should really change this yeah. piece of my life, this yeah. habit, or this part of my soul, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I think God, from the get-go, was like, hey, uh, my people, <laughs> let me put you in a community. Mm. Let me put a spokesperson in that community to speak to you my word. Mm. You know, from the very beginning. Like, mm-hmm. this is always the way he did it. Right. So, um, now here's one challenge, though, I have. This is sort of going back going back a few paces, but, you know, we talked about listening to people who were listening to God's word. Yeah. Isn't that what they were doing in the Corinthian church? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Um but then they're, they're right there. Ultimately, they're they're using their association with a name though to drive a wedge, mm. right? So it's kind of this. Well, I follow this guy. Well, I follow this guy. Oh, you follow that guy? Oh, you know. So it's like it's like you guys at home being like, "Well, I like Pastor Kevin better. I like Pastor Aaron better." So. Like, where's Don? Yeah. Get him on the show. Yeah. Like, he's the best. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, we get it. We get the tension. So, I follow Pastor Kevin. So, <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I mean, I, both of these things are, I think, are natural human tendencies. One, two, that we've already talked about that we want to, like, claim that we know somebody mm. and that we, we follow somebody. But I think the other natural tendency that we have as humans is to, um, pr- like, to pride ourselves over other people and com- push people down and, mm. and create these create divisions. I mean, it's it that's what our sinful nature does. You know, it's just this sort of wow. That might be good for you, but this is this is ultimately mm. kind of the better way. You know, mm-hmm. like I just. So, yeah, I mean, go ahead. I mean, you were... I was going to say, uh, just that comment right there made me think of a sign I saw over at Urban Rustics. Yeah. I don't know if you've been over there. It's next I to have. the Steep and Brew. Yes. Uh, so just promoting local business here. Uh, but no, there was a sign in there that said something to the effect of like, um, don't, don't like shadow someone else in order to shine or don't, mm-hmm. you know, darken someone else in order to be brighter, but just... Be, just shine, you know. Okay. Just be bright, and I—I I mean, that seems oh. like the same 
sentiment of what you're saying, basically, like, we have this tendency not only just to, sh you know, these guys, are, if they're following Paul or Apollos or Cephas or Jesus, good. Yeah, if <laughs> they're leading you to Jesus, follow it. It's okay to follow like them. These are yeah. good people to be following, yeah. right? I mean, Paul's going to say, I think, at some point in this letter, follow me, imitate me, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. I'm going to show you. Copy me, yeah. right? So it's good, to, it's good to have these people to follow, but, um, but yeah, don't do it. What is the reason you're doing it? Yeah. You know? Um, what's your motivation? I, it, to me, I, I find it actually really convicting that this problem was going on in the church at Corinth because it's probably not, you know, just a problem that happened one time at a church way back then and never again. Mm. You know, but as Christians, I think there's, you know, we, we have a, we have a pretty significant um, uh, job, I guess, or, or calling to not just, not just go to church, you know, not just call ourselves Christians, mm -hmm. but actually live it out, mm -hmm. you know, and there, I think there is sometimes a trap for us where we kind of get into this puffed up thinking of basically, well, you know, I'm pretty good because... I do, do, I do these things. Yeah. I do read my Bible. I do go to church. And, you know, look, I see a lot of, a lot, there's a lot of bad people out there. And yeah. I'm glad I'm not one of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. The Pharisee uh, and the tax collector, though, right? Where yeah, the, right. The parable of Pharisee and tax collector. And Jesus tells. Um, yeah. Well, you know, the more that we talk about this, I'm, I'm wondering if it's, uh, if this whole idea of, like, following to and, like, um, is it is an issue of identity Mm -hmm. um, that I guess that's what I pick up on culturally um, mm -hmm. is that my my identity is in um, either this this person that I that I follow or this group that is going in this direction that I am following and participating with so I mean they even have terms of, of like identity politics right like mm -hmm. um, yep. you know uh, so if if you you know vote for the Republican or whatever like that, somehow you know this you the statement of I picture of who you are I am yeah. this you know, and and I don't know, like you, if you vote Republican or you vote Democrat or you vote Independent like that's not your identity mm -hmm. you know your your identity like your identity as a as a Christian. If you claim to be a Christian, that means your identity is in Christ. Mm. So if you if you say, I am a Christian, literally that means I am like Christ. Mm. I am a little Christ. That's what that word Christian means. So um, your identity is in Christ. I mean, we say at our church, I'm alive in Christ. So like my life is actually in Christ him as he is alive i'm alive like mm. um that's my identity he's the one who raises me up he's the one who gives me air to breathe food to eat uh water to drink relationships to be in you know clothing to wear a home to be in a job to go to a wife to love children you know like he's given me all of that that stuff i didn't mm. like i didn't do any of that for myself so um, my identity is in him all these other things i mean i participate I associate, like, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm in all, I'm in all this stuff. But by no means is that where I get my my purpose, my meaning, my value, my yeah. identity. Yeah. And I think, like, I think that's where a lot of our culture is um, skewed and and lost. Sure. Because, like, I mean, if you try to find your identity or value or worth in any human, 
uh, or human institution, you're just going to be let down. Mm. I mean, you talked, I think you talked about this in your sermon, I mean, uh, but about like, you know, people that have, that, you, that you've been following uh, that, that then fall, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Cut yourself off from them. It's like, yeah, yeah exactly. The dark side of all the, uh, the uh, who you know stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh. Uh, yeah, you're right. Exactly. So in, in all these other, if you're finding your identity in, in, in anything else, even in something good, right? So like sometimes I think people, um, a lot of their self-concept is associated with their work, mm-hmm. right? Work is a good thing. Yeah. You know, uh, your career is, is something that God has not only gift, uh, uh, given to you, but also gifted you for, mm-hmm. right? To serve in that capacity. But if you put all your eggs in that basket, well, yeah, then when like, you know, there's a company shutdown, or you get let go, mm-hmm. or uh, you're not doing as good as as your supervisors want you to be doing at your job. You're gonna be completely just distraught, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it, it, I think it's really, it's damaging. I think when anything else is our um, identity, because mm-hmm. God intended for our identity to be in Him. Yeah, yeah. Well. And, and ultimately, like, our following of Jesus, too, is, it's different than the following that we have for a lot, like, a lot of other people in this world, because our following of Jesus is, um, it's relationship-based. It's not from a distance, mm. um, you know, because you can follow somebody on social media, um, and you might not actually know them. Like, like I mean, people do this. Um, you, they can, you can follow somebody who's living life in some other state and watch their story unfold and feel like you know them and know their story, mm. but you don't actually know them and they don't know you, you know, mm. but you've been following them. Um, it's kind of stalkerish if you think about it, but you know, that's beside the point. Um, but in, in, in our relationship with Jesus, he knows us. Mm. So we are known by him. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, and, and we also know him and follow him. So yeah. it, goes, it goes both ways because it's a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, um, if, I'm, if my psychology is not too far off, I think that's one of the things that like, psychologists will say is basically essential to being a human mm. is to be known, right? Mm. To know and to be known. And if you don't, you know, if you don't have that, at least to some degree, like there's a lot of emptiness, I think, that's carried with that. And I wonder, you know, like, I, I hope my hope is that if you're following Jesus, if you're a Christian, like you know the depth to which God knows you. Yeah. You know, that you can air anything out to yeah. him. Any frustration, any challenge, any you know, shame, guilt, anything you're carrying, like let you can lay it before him and he will still accept you. Hmm. I mean that's that's hard to come by. That's the hmm. difference between, you know, following someone on social media, you know, then they have some sort of scandal and it's like you know, they lose half their followers, yeah. you know, the next day. Well, that's not the same with, with God. Yeah. I mean, it's completely, completely different than how, uh, you know, the normal patronage system works mm-hmm. as far as that goes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it's also not a coincidence that patron, mm-hmm. that word, yeah. is directly related to pater in the Greek. Oh, father? Father. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like a father system, right? Okay. So your father provides for you, gives you what you need, you know, helps you get on your feet, probably has connections, resources, right? Huh. Sets you up. Um, and so, uh, you know, G- Jesus then is kind of our link to the to the ultimate p- 
patron, pater, yeah. the ultimate father, God yeah. the Father, um, who we really don't have access to outside, outside of Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, and in that, I think we don't necessarily um, appreciate that closeness that we have with the Father the same way like the Jews would have, you know, those mm. first followers of Christ, because there was so much distance. Uh, yeah. You know, in their worship life, it was like, okay, God's the far away mighty judge. I'm way down here. Yeah. If I step into this one room, I'm going to get blasted into smithereens, uh, you yeah. know? Like, we don't, I don't think, generally walk around with that same level of distance and, no. you know, maybe fear of, of God the Father. Um, but th- that's kind of the point, hmm. because Jesus has created that opening into the Father, mm. you know, being yeah. his children. Yeah. And, uh, and there's so much significance that comes even from our own earthly parents, our own earthly fathers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that there are very many children out there that don't want their fathers to be proud of them, mm. you know, to know them. Mm. And, uh, you know, um, we also experience varying degrees of, mm. of um, gaps as far as that goes, too. Yeah. But not with God the Father, yeah. you know. Uh, he does know you. I mean, better probably than we know ourselves. Mm. Um, well, it's funny, at at, uh, at dinner just the other night, one of my kids, I don't remember which one, said said something like, uh, can you believe that God knows how many hairs we have on our head? You know? And then, and then, I, and then I think it was my son, Max, who goes, I think I have six million. You know, and I was like, <laughs> I... I don't think, I think I looked it up. I think it's like a couple hundred thousand, but you know, <laughs> but, but then I said, you know, like I said to them, and, and he knows, he knows how many hairs that there are on all the heads of all the billions of people on the earth. And they're like, Whoa. you know, and then, I, but then I reminded them, I said, and, and, but he knows you, you mm. know, he knows your name, you know, mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. knows, he knows, he knows your thoughts. He actually knew you before you were even born. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think they thought that was cool. Yeah. But, I mean, they brought it up, so. I remember when I was a kid, that always freaked me out, too. Like, in a cool way. It was like, how could you know that's so many hairs? But I never expanded it after thinking about anybody else. I just thought about myself. <laughs> just to know one person's hair count. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but, I mean, you know, we all have, I think, things that, um, things that are really unique to us as people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just the number of hairs on our head, but you know, these dreams and aspirations and worries and fears and a lot of things that we're, we don't just like lay out there for mm. people to know, you know, it's scary to do. Yeah. Um, but to think that God, he does know those things, mm-hmm. you know, and he actually cares about them. Actually, he probably placed a lot of those things on our hearts. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm encouraged by God's fatherliness towards us. Yeah. 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 Um, before we before we wrap up here, I was I was thinking it would be maybe it would just be good for us to recap under this theme the one the one name. Mm. Um, maybe we'll, let's just do a real quick uh, biblical language overview of what the name of God means and and Jesus' name. So because I, I think I always find value in these kinds of things. So. Let's let's just tra- let's just trace this real quick. So from the from the beginning throughout the Old Testament, mm-hmm. um, God was called. Well, we call him Yahweh. We're pretty sure that that's how you pronounce it in the Hebrew. If you're ever looking at your Bible in the Old Testament, and you see the word Lord in all capital letters, L O R D, um, the the word in Hebrew is there 
Yahweh, which is the, the proper name of God, which we, we get that from Exodus chapter 3, where God calls out to Moses in the burning bush. And Moses, I want you to go to Pharaoh and to, you know, tell him to let the people go. And Moses says, well, who should I say sent me? And God says, I am. Tell him I am has sent you. So Yahweh is kind of the, the word I am or I am who I am. Um, but in the, in the, in the Jewish, uh, world, they wouldn't speak that name of Yahweh, right? That there was that great distance. Mm. So, um, so the scribes, they would replace it, um, with, with the word Adonai when they were saying it. So Adonai means Lord in Hebrew. So, so that's how we get Lord. So if you ever see in the old Testament, Lord in uh, small case letters, not not capital L O R D. That's the word Adonai. If it's all capital letters, it's Yahweh, which is the proper name. Well, am I missing anything there? No, that was a great summary. Yes. All right. Yes. Well, then you take a take us uh, to the name of Jesus. Then. Yeah. So uh, Jesus. Uh, this is the name that the angel Gabriel uh, tells uh, Mary and Joseph to to give uh, to their firstborn son. Uh, we heard that account from Matthew chapter one. And uh, Jesus, his name would be connected to uh, another Hebrew word, uh, the the Hebrew root word called yashar, I want to say, uh, which is to save, right? right? It's a verb that means to save. So Jesus comes from that root word to save, and the name literally means uh, he will save his people from their sins. Right. Um, So, yeah, so Jesus, Savior, would almost be like the English way of saying Jesus, right? Yeah. And in the in the Old Testament, the Hebrew name is Joshua. Right. So Joshua is the Hebrew name for Savior, that Yashar, Joshua. Right. So, and then uh, Jesus, right? He'll save his people from their sins. So, built. I, I just when you connect all that together, this mm. I am who I am. Right. This God is. I am who I am. I, I never. There's no other way to describe it. I am. I was. I will. Always be. existed. Um, yeah, just is. <laughs> present, but also presently am. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then Jesus comes as the one to save the people from their sins, and he says multiple times in his ministry, "I am." Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I am. Especially if you read the Gospel of John, I am. Mm-hmm. I am. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Um, so so Jesus is one with the Father. And he has come as the one to save us from our sins, to you know, reunite us to the to the Father, to reconcile us. So, there's a lot in names, right? Um, and so that's sometimes a fun experiment too, is to you know go and look up what what your own name, name means. And um, but ultimately, I think as we as we wrap this up today, um, we just want to remind you that you know I, I think it's that. Probably that simple. Like if you claim I am a Christian, hmm. just remember you're claiming I follow Christ. I want I want to be like Christ. So let let His voice rule in your life um, and in your in your mind. And I would say even do some work um, to guard your mind um, and to guard your heart and to ask God to guard your mind and your heart. And I think as we as we read Paul. Um, in First Corinthians, he's gonna he's gonna speak as he does a lot about the about the mind, mm. about what's in about what's in your mind and the way that you think and thinking on higher things. And I don't know if all that is is, is in Corinthians, uh, but 
Um, I'm sure we'll bring it in as he as Paul teaches. But certainly what we think, the way that our mind is paying attention to stuff, it affects our hearts, mm. it affects our hands, it affects our lives, our, our lips. lips. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I would encourage you um, to to guard those things, guard guard um, what you, what you're consuming, and to pay attention ultimately to that voice of Jesus. Yeah, um, if he's Lord, it's kind of like, hmm, I'm thinking this. Well, what does Jesus have to say about that? Yeah, because he's the one who's going to give me direction, right. tell me what to do. All right. right. Oh, that's what he says about it. Okay. Right. I'll put that aside. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Good. Uh, well, Kevin, thanks for the conversation yeah. today. As always, it's good to, uh, to be with you and to conversate. Likewise, man. Good to have you back. All right. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Cheers.